You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. And welcome, everybody. This is the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast, Season 3. I'm joined by my Hall of Fame line mates, Mark Chechnita. I've been part of many halls of shame. It's nice to finally be in a hall of fame. And John Snowden. Yes, it was a weak class this year. I managed to limp my way in. We've got an exciting season planned for you guys and a great episode, so let's get into it. All right, NHL teams, we might have taken a little time away, but we were still paying attention, and we know what you did last summer. Someone knows. I know what you did last summer. Ooh. So where would you guys like to begin? Well, we should start at the beginning, right, with the NHL draft. Good old chronological order. Ah, uh, yes. So, the Buffalo Sabres select Rasmus Dahlin as the first overall pick in the draft. He's a defenseman. And not just your run-of-the-mill first overall defenseman, but a generational defenseman. Some say the next Carlson, or perhaps the next Hedman. I'm sure the Buffalo Sabres would be happy with either of those. Yeah, if you look at their stable of young forwards, it's really nice, but the one spot they really needed to upgrade was defenseman, and uh, this could really be the guy that they need to propel their franchise to greater heights. Yeah, I mean, they've had Rasmus Ristolainen. They were hoping for him to be that number one elite defenseman. I think he's way better suited as a number two, and if Dolan turns out to be that number one, watch out, that's a great one-two punch. And at number two, the Carolina Hurricanes chose Andrei Svechnikov. Yeah, the Russian was the CHL top prospect, and uh, I really like the way he's going to slot into this Carolina Hurricanes lineup. Um, he could end up this year on the top line with Aho and Teravainen, so watch out. That's a speedy combo. Yeah, I think he's a real contender for the Calder Trophy this year. Absolutely. And Mark, at number three, who did the Montreal Canadiens select? Well, uh, the biggest organizational need has been that number one centerman, and they took another swing for the fences, taking Jasperi Kotkaniemi as the third pick. A bit of a reach, maybe, according to some scouts. But his stock rose at the end of the year, and um, after a bit of a rough start in rookie camp, he's been a revelation in the preseason, and it looks like he's going to get a nine-game look with the Habs, which is a bit of a surprise because he's one of the youngest players drafted in his class. Yeah, a lot of excitement there around him in Montreal, so uh, things might be looking up for the franchise, unexpectedly. Yeah. Maybe not this year, but yeah, in a couple yeah. of years for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting draft class. Um, Brady Tuchuk went number four overall to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say he's better than his brother Matthew, so uh, that's a good pick for the Sens. And I'm sure the Detroit Red Wings must be happy when Philip Zadina fell in their laps at number six. Yeah, a lot of people agree that he's the best pure goal scorer that was available. Yeah, he could crack the lineup this year. And let's move along to free agency. Guys, by far, the biggest signing of this year was... John Tavares, the hometown boy done good, comes back to Toronto. Yeah, the cows have come home to roost. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that, John. I don't think I've ever seen Commissioner Jeff Rollman so happy. Look at the smile on yeah, his face. It's just shameful, disgusting yeah. as a Habs fan to have to look at this yeah. mess. I really enjoyed that picture that he tweeted out of him when, as, a, as a kid wearing his Maple Leaf pajamas. It was just too perfect. Sad kid. Now the question is, is he going to be the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, some of our listeners were wondering about that. Uh, what do you think they're committed? I don't know. I, I mean, they don't have to make that decision right away. I, I just can't wait to see how he coexists with uh, Austin Matthews. It's quite the one-two punch down the middle. No doubt. One of the best in the league. Eventually could be the best. Yeah. What would you say would be the other big uh, free agent signing? Well, the Winnipeg Jets were really hoping to re-sign Paul Stastny. Uh, they moved out Joel Armia to make some room. But the Vegas Golden Knights swooped down and scooped him up, and uh, he signed a deal, and he's now their second-line pivot, so good for them. 
Yeah, a team that went to the Stanley Cup final adds a really solid second-line center, so I think they're going to be right back there in the mix this year because of that move. Another big signing was done by the Philadelphia Flyers as they reacquired James Van Riemsdyk. As if they needed another high-end forward. Yeah, it's going to be interesting the role he plays on the power play, I imagine. He will make some noise there for sure. Yeah, that's going to give them two elite scoring lines. You try to shut down one of them, the other one's going to hurt you. So I, I think this is going to be one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. There were also some really big trades in the offseason, guys. Yeah, a couple of them came really late. Uh, the first one on my mind has got to be the Eric Carlson acquisition by the that San Jose huge. Sharks. What a move. I was shocked, actually, that they were the team that finally won out. I mean, I was more shocked by the fact that basically this is the best defenseman of our generation, arguably. And uh, what did Ottawa get for him? I mean, you can argue they got a bag of beans. Yeah, no blue chip prospects. Yeah. No top line roster ready players. Just a couple of late round picks and some B-level prospects. Yeah, depressing times to be an Ottawa Senators fan. And if you're a San Jose fan, I mean, imagine you're just foaming at the mouth of Brent Burns and Eric Carlson together on that power play. I mean, last year was the year that Ovechkin finally got his cup. Could this be the year that Joe Thornton finally wins his first cup? Well, Tort said he's the best player to never win anything, so uh, maybe we'll see if he can prove him wrong. <laughs> and there was another big trade this summer. Well, there are a couple made by my Montreal Canadiens. That's right, Mark. So what do you think? Max Pacioretty goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yet another mishandled asset by Mark Bergevin. I won't go into detail about how much I despise this man and how he's manage the team. But I will say this, that actually he made out fairly well considering the circumstances. Uh, Nick Suzuki is a really nice prospect, probably going to be one of Canada's top players, the World Juniors this year. Um, Thomas Tatar, a pretty decent player, a couple years younger than Patch Reddy, can probably pot 20 this year. And a second round pick, all in all, not a bad return, but Vegas Golden Knights, once again, what a move. Yeah, what a steal for Vegas. George McPhee must be really happy that he was able to flip Thomas Tatar for something really valuable. A lot of people weren't that happy with that trade, but uh, look at it now. I mean, he managed to turn it into Max Pacioretty, who's going to end up being a great goal scorer for them, I think. And the Habs were also involved in another trade, Mark. Uh, they traded Alex Galchenyuk to the Arizona Coyotes for Max Domi. Yeah, so they a uh, net loss of zero Maxes. They got a new Max. They traded away an old Max. Uh, I don't really like this trade. I think Galchenyuk is the better player with a higher ceiling. Domi's going to be slotted in as a centerman. That's kind of awkward, kind of the Jonathan Drouin treatment from last season. But at least he's a rosterable player who could play in the top six. So we'll see how this works out for Montreal. But I'm not optimistic. Yeah, and for Alex Galchenyuk, um, things didn't really work out so well for him in Montreal. But he was a very highly touted prospect. Uh, fresh start. Things could be looking up for him. He, he could be poised for a nice season. Yeah, here's a guy who's still young. He's already scored 30 goals in the NHL. And with the right combination of players, maybe with a guy like Clayton Keller, sky's the limit. Another team that was really busy in the offseason was the St. Louis Blues. They made a bunch of free agent signings with David Perron, Patrick Maroon, and Tyler Bozak. But they also swung a fairly big trade as they acquired Ryan O'Reilly from the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, here's a team that had no centermen a couple years ago. Now they've got a very nice 1-2-3 punch down the middle. Yeah, I really like this addition. Um, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is a guy who can play in all kinds of situations. He can win lots of face-offs. Him and Shen is one, too. I think that's a great fit. There were also a number of notable re-signings as teams locked down franchise caliber players to long-term deals. That's right. There were a lot of eight-year deals handed out this summer. Um, Drew Doughty from the Kings, 
uh, Nikita Kucherov with the Lightning, Tyler Sagan with the Stars. We had John Carlson re-signing in Washington, uh, Logan Couture in San Jose. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these guys are handing out eight-year deals like it's going out of style. What are the repercussions going to be down the line? Like, is this going to lead to another lockout? Yeah, again, they're going to blame the players for being greedy when really it's general managers that have no self-control. The same old story is going to repeat yet again, I fear. Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, eight years, I mean, what's wrong with a four- or five-year deal? Agreed. I think that's better for everybody. I feel like those are going to be the words being said by Mr. Gary Bettman in about a year from now. There were also a few big coaching changes in the offseason. Uh, Barry Trotz goes from the Washington Capitals to the New York Islanders. Do we want to go into some of this stuff? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Not so much. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about uh, this upcoming season. This is big stuff. That's right. Yeah, you're right. We should get into the nitty-gritty. But first, a word from our sponsor. When buying a skylight, the last thing most people think about is the rod. Rod failure is responsible for 87% of skylight-related malfunction. For your home, insist on the best. Makamoto Skylight Rods. Made from the finest alloys, precision crafted, Makamoto are sturdy, flexible, long-lasting, and they look great. For Skylights, Makamoto. The only name to remember. And welcome back. Well, boys, now that we've talked about the summertime, let's get to the season. Well, hang on a second. Uh, we, we didn't mention the Washington Capitals. I mean, they had a great summer traveling around celebrating their Stanley Cup victory. That's Rod Langway's team. Um, so I think, uh, you know, we should give them some That's props. true. Hats off to the Capitals. I never thought they were going to do it, and last year they did. And as I gaze across the room, I look at that mighty Rod Langway bust, shining like it's never shown before. It's just beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, it is quite quite shiny, isn't it? Is that uh, champagne? Uh, yeah, yeah, it might be. But anyways, let's let's get let's get on with it. Yeah, let's the move season. along. Yeah. Let's move along. Thank God the fall is here and hockey season because I was getting tired of those summer blockbuster oh, movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just the endless, mediocre parade of B-level quality movies for the dulled masses to enjoy. I couldn't agree more, fellas. Yeah, tired of the superhero movies. I mean, they're not all bad, are they? Most of them are pretty bad, but there was no Batman this year. Batman, yeah, you gotta like Batman. He's probably my favorite. Of course you gotta go with Batman. I'm more of an Aquaman guy Aquaman, myself, Aquaman, actually. But, uh, you know, the Batman, he's, he's, we've had some moments together over the years. And this year's season preview will be based on the Caped Crusader. We're calling it POW. Wow. Ow. POW will be the team that packs the biggest punch in each division. Wow will be the team that surprised us, made us say, wow. Ow will be for that team that just hopes the year ends as quickly as possible. All right, let's begin in the Atlantic Division. Guys, who's your pal? Well, I mean, I got to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they had the best offseason. You can't, you can't say they didn't when they get a guy like John Tavares. And it's just going to be a scoring bonanza there. I mean, they're going to be scoring goals left, right, and center. I can't see them losing too many games. John, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to take it one step further. Not only will they score a lot of goals, they're going to lead the league in goals for and just light up the scoreboard every single night. It pains me to argue against my favorite team, guys. But as a Leaf fan, I don't know, I just don't share the same confidence as you guys. Uh, I'd have to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a team that's been knocking on the door for long enough, and I think this year they're finally ready to take that next step. Look at that team. Look at that first line. Stamkos, Kucherov, they've got Point. They've got Hedman on the blue line. They've got McDonough. They've got Vasilevsky in net. I think they're ready to go. So, who's the wow? 
Well, I think I've got three wows in that division. I think there's a clear-cut three super teams, and that's Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston. I think they're really gonna beat up on some of the lesser teams in their division, and they'll actually have the top three point totals in their conference. John, what about you? Well, I think my wow is gonna be the Florida Panthers. In this day and age, uh, I think the center position is the most important. And I think that the Florida Panthers have the most underrated top three centermen in the league. You got uh, Alexander Barkov. I mean, I think he could get a Selkie this year. Uh, Trocek, also a great two-way centerman. And Bukestag, I think, is an underrated third center, very serviceable. So I think that that's going to propel them into a playoff spot easy. In fact, I think they actually might even beat out the Bruins for the third spot in the division. Wow. That is wow. I don't mind their fourth center from my hometown, Stratford, Ontario, Jared McCann. Oh, sure. He's on the MM&M line. McGann, McGinn, and Mammon. That's right. 3M line. Yeah. Sounds like a really bad law firm. <laughs> How about you, Jibby? I don't know. I know we've been saying this for years, but I'm going to say the Buffalo Sabres. Um, they've got a really young team, of course, led by Jack Eichel. As long as he can stay healthy, and uh, they made the acquisition of Jeff Skinner in the offseason. Skinner! Skinner! They could turn a few heads. So, who is the owl? It's a deep field to choose from in the Atlantic Division. It is deep. A real head scratcher, but I'm gonna go with the Detroit Red Wings. I think that uh, not only will they be the worst team in their division, I think they're gonna be the worst team in hockey and finish with the worst goal differential. Long year in Motown ahead, boys. The Red Wings are certainly in trouble. I mean, here's a team that's basically up against the cap and they're going nowhere fast. I do kind of like some of their young players though. I like Dylan Larkin, I like uh, Anthony Mantha. Andreas Atten to see you, happy to see you. Sure, <laughs> they will be happy to see him. Not happy to see Henrik Zetterberg go though. No, I mean, one of the all-time greats, uh, it's a shame to see him go. Yeah, and that's kind of the, you know, the transition that's been undergone now. All of the, the great players from those Stanley Cup teams are now gone and it's, it's the new guys who are gonna have to run with it. And it's gonna be a rough patch, I think. Mark, I thought for sure with the Al, you would go with your Habs. You, you just couldn't bring yourself to do it, eh? No, I think we could be a solid sixth in the division, actually. Uh, I think the team might be competitive in two more years, but yeah, it's gonna be a rough year, but they're not quite as bad as Detroit. Well, I'm surprised you didn't go with the obvious pick. I mean, the Ottawa Senators, what is there to say? It's gonna be a hurting season. It is gonna be a long year in the nation's capital this season. Yeah, they got the original Joker, Eugene Melnick. What a freaking clown that guy is. On that note, let's move along to the Metro division. Who's the pal? For me, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know that their core is aging, but uh, what a core it is. And I think they've got something to prove after an early playoff exit last year. Uh, I think one of the catalysts is going to be a resurgent Matt Murray. He had a really rough year personally and with injuries, but I think if he can return to form and the big two centermen down the middle and some of the nice little wingers they have, you know, Phil Kessel is an elite winger. Uh, maybe Chris Letang returns to form. I think this is the team to beat. Ah, uh, yes. Batman's nemesis, the Penguin. Yeah, no Any doubt. team that includes Malkin and Crosby, you know they're going to be in the mix. Yeah, they'll always be in the mix, but I, I, you know, I gotta go with the Washington Capitals. I mean, they've headed up that division how many years in a row now? Nothing's changed. People were surprised they were able to keep the team together. They kept Carlson, John Carlson. That's huge for them. Yeah. I see them having another huge year. Stanley yeah. Cup hangover now? Maybe for a little bit, but I think by mid-season they'll be right back in form. I mean, Ovechkin's probably just literally hung over after all the drinking that he did last year. Sure, but he's still in great shape. Still got that great shot. And they've still got Backstrom. Still got Kuznetsov. And if Barakovsky and uh, Verona can step it up, yeah, big year for Verona. Yeah. 
So who's got that wow factor, Jeff? I'm going to the city of brotherly love. I'm going to Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Flyers. I love that group of forwards. Their top six is incredible. They're going to be filling the net with a lot of pucks this year. Yeah, the Flyers are certainly going to score a lot of goals, but the same problem. I mean, goaltender. Do they have a goaltender? Is it too early for Carter Hart? I mean, we expect him to come along one of these years. Too early? I don't know. So who would you say then? I'm going to go with the Columbus Blue Jackets as the wow. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I'm, I think they're going to finish second in this division. Really? Yeah, I think uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to have a great year. He's going to have a real coming out party. Uh, they've been really high on him. They drafted him just below Austin Matthews and Patrick Laine, above Jesse Pugliarvi. And so that speaks to how much confidence they have in him. I love the top two defensemen. I know Seth Jones is going to be out for a while, but as soon as he comes back, I think it's going to be great. And I think the team has really bought into the torts mentality. So I expect a, a you know, really great year. They really got to prove something. It's the last year with Panarin and Bobrovsky there. Uh, I think they think it's win now time. I do like their coach, but uh, my retort on the matter is going to be that it will be the Philadelphia Flyers with a wow factor. They might not finish ahead of Columbus, but just pure wow for excitement, goal scoring, and just some crazy games. I think there are gonna be a lot of like 6-5, 7-6 type games because they have no goaltending. They're really gonna have to push the pace and they've got the horses to do it. Last season, the, the WOW team would definitely be the New Jersey Devils. Do you guys think they can repeat that? I don't see it happening. I think they'll be competitive, but they just lack the depth on the blue line. The goaltending is a bit of a question. Who's it gonna be? Is Schneider fully healthy? I just don't see the depth there. Yeah, and what about the Carolina Hurricanes? They've got some young players coming to the lineup this year. Yeah, coaching change. I don't think they know what they're doing, who they are. I could see it being a really bad year for them, unfortunately. I think they might have a strong finish once some of the young guys get uh, their feet wet, but I just don't see them being a playoff contender this year. All right, let's move along to the Owl. Well, I think we got to head to the heart of Gotham for the Owl, and that's got to be the New York Rangers. I just think with an aging goaltender, a really thin blue line, and a bunch of okay forwards, but no game breakers that they're really gonna struggle and they'll end up last in that division. Yeah, I don't know, Mark. I, I, I do like their forwards. I like Sabinajad and I like Kreider. Um, I think they have the potential to maybe surprise a few people this year. No they're, first line talent though. No, you're right. They, they don't have a game breaker. Uh, they're certainly not going to be in the playoff mix, but I don't think they're gonna be as bad as what some people think. Still got Hank back there, he'll stop some bucks. I don't know, I think when Hank uh, gets off his game and things are going rough for him, I, I could see him getting flustered with his team in front of him and, and having an off year. Now, John, you and I kind of agreed on the uh, the Owl team in the Metro. Who were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking the other team in Gotham City there, uh, just across the river. Uh, it's gotta be the Islanders. Yeah, where do they even play anymore? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, the Islanders. Oh, the Islanders. Um, they've lost Johnny Tavares in the offseason. They brought in uh, Lou Lamarillo. And they also got the coach from the defending Stanley Cup champions, um, Washington Capitals. So who knows? Maybe they can play a little better? I don't know. I think they're just putting a lot on the shoulders of young Matt Barcel. It's too much for him. He's a great player, but he can't provide all the offense. Can Barry Trotz play a second... Second defenseman for them? The, 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 this, the blue line looks rough. Well, he maybe could play in net. Yes, and then that's the thing is they're bringing in, um, they brought in Ron, Robin Leonard in the offseason, and uh, they still have uh, Thomas Grice. Yeah. Maybe Too they many Grice rebounds from that guy. Maybe mm -hmm. they could bring Rick DiPietro back. Yeah, I think he's still under contract <laughs> yeah, for the probably. next decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it being an owie-owie season there. 
All right, that wraps up the east. Let's move out west, way out west. Well, maybe not that far out west. Let's begin with the central division. Who is the POW? Easy POW. It's the Winnipeg Jets. They made a nice run last year. They I think, sure did. I think this could be the year to take the cup. And I think they're going to go wire to wire in the central. I know it's a competitive division, but the firepower they have up front, they've got their own Batman and Robin duo with Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler on the first line. And that's without even mentioning Patrick Laine, who I think could pot 50 this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of other players who could see some improvement as well. I mean, Nikolai Ehlers could have a better season. Kyle Connor was a rookie. Um, Jack Roslovic, they're hoping, can step it up. And uh, you didn't even mention the back end. I think they're solid back there, too. Yeah, they still got Big Buff back there and Jacob Truba, Tyler Myers. And if Hellebuck can have another great season, look out. They'll be flying in the bat wing. But my pal, guys, has to be the Nashville Predators. This is probably the best blue line in hockey. Uh, they've got a nice collection of forwards. Yeah, maybe they don't have the game breaker uh, up front. But they've got some nice players. Forsberg, Rijo. Arvidsson. They got this uh, this Finnish kid, this Toynabin coming in. I think he's going to be a player for them as well. Yeah, he did excellent in the cage. I can't wait to see what he'll do this year. Well, it's funny you should mention the National Predators because I would put them as my... Wow! Um, you know, I think they're going to be a fine team. I just think they won the President's Trophy last year. I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I think some of the other teams will improve this year. And it's a really tough division. I see them finishing third or so. I think... Uh, you know, Pekka Rinne, you know, it's going to be a tough year for him. Is he the number one goalie? I know he won the Vesna, but still, I mean, he faltered quite quite a lot in the playoffs. I think he might have some trouble there. And is Saros ready to step up? I'm not sure. Question mark there. So, we'll see. For me, my WOW team, I mean, last season had to be the Colorado Avalanche. This is a team that was the last place team. And then they made the playoffs on the strength of that top line. But for me, the WOW team will be the St. Louis Blues. They had an excellent offseason. They got Ryan O'Reilly. They've got Tyler Bozak. What a great three centers with uh, Shen as well. And um, I think they're going to make some noise this year. Maybe surprise a few people. Yeah, for me, WOW is going to be a team that's going to be really volatile. I'm not sure if it's going to be a good WOW or a bad WOW, maybe a little mix of both, but that's the Dallas Stars. They're dynamite up front with that top-heavy first line. You've got Sagan, Ben, Radulov. And then on the back end, John Klingberg is going to have a little bit of help this year, I think. They got a couple of nice players coming in. They got Honka and Heiskanen, both with a lot of talent, blue chip prospects. Hopefully they can chip in, and that could be enough to push Dallas into being a playoff contender. And I wonder, they've also brought uh, back Nikushkin, and does Spezza have anything left in the tank? I think Spezza's done, um, but I think Roddick Fox is a nice 2C potentially for them. Yeah. What about the Minnesota Wild? Is there any wow factor there? No, I would say no, wow. I mean, they're just kind of ho-hum. They're the same team they were last year. They might make the playoffs. I don't see them making much noise. And yeah. A year older, too. A lot of those guys, a lot of their core is aging. So I agree. Yeah. M meow. <laughs> Maybe they don't have a Bruce Wayne, but they do have a Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench, and he usually gets his teams into the playoffs. Yeah, tough division, though. We'll see. And who is the owl? Owl. Going to be another long year for the Blackhawks, I'm afraid. Corey Crawford's health issues have yet to be resolved. Uh, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, that core is getting older. And they do have a couple okay young guys coming up. You know, Schmaltz should be better. Um, Debrinkit. Debrinkit, also a nice young player. But again, in that division, I just don't see them being able to compete with the big boys. Yeah, it's murderer's row in the central division. Yeah, I see it being pain and nothing but pain. 
we could see a big name moving out by the end of the year. I think maybe one of those big core guys is finally going to be moved out when they realize it's time for a rebuild. Yeah, well, three cups takes its toll, so to be expected. All right, let's keep it moving further out west to the Pacific. Who is the POW? I think it's going to be the San Jose Sharks. Adding Eric Carlson was probably the most impactful move of the offseason. Yes. And they already had Burns and Vlasic back there. With having that big three on D, I think that's going to be the, what puts them over the top. Joe Thornton looking healthy again. That's going to help out. And, you know, you've got Evander Kane, his first full season in San Jose. He was great down the stretch for them. So I think if they get decent goaltending from Martin Jones, they're the favorite to win the division. Sure, they've got a, a couple of the old standbys with Joe Pavelski and Logan Couture. Riddle me this, John. How about the Las Vegas Golden Knights? Are they me still in the mix? Is the sequel as good? I think it could be. I mean, if you look at the team on paper, you could argue that they are improved over last year's version. Um, you know, adding Paul Stastny as the second line pivot and being flanked by the newly acquired Max Pacioretty. I think that's a pretty big upgrade over James Neal. He could pot 35, 40 goals even. Oh yeah, I mean, he scored 37 with David DeHarnay as his winger back in Montreal. And I think the fact that he and Stasny have played together on the national team before, and they're actually pretty good buddies. Uh, they trained together in the offseason. I think that could be some instant chemistry and give them a really dangerous second line to go along with that first line that was lights out last year. I mean, they made the Stanley Cup final, but people still seem to be doubting them. What does it take these guys to get some credit? All right, and what about the wow? Connor McDavid's Edmonton Oilers, wow, they're going to put up a lot of goals. A little worried about their back end, but I think the top six is going to be a little deeper this year. Pugliarvi is going to be a player for them. Uh, maybe Yamamoto gets in the mix. Lucic, is he going to be as bad as he was last year? I think he's going to be at least a little bit better. So you throw in all of those factors, not to mention Ty Ratty. Yes. Just scored himself a Hattie. Yeah, he, can, he had a uh, great preseason. He did, and he actually finished last year pretty strongly mm -hmm. as well. So that, that could be a factor as well moving forward. What about you, John? There's a team that caught your eye, though. Well, I mean, obviously Edmonton is, is going to be great, but uh, to me that's not a surprise. I mean, we expect them to score lots of goals. I think they're going to be good. Uh, to me, I think the bigger surprise is the Calgary Flames there, just south south in Alberta. Down Highway 2. There you yep. go, down Highway 2. Um, I really like some of the changes they made. They added Lindholm, they added uh, Hannafin, they got James Neal from Vegas, we were just mentioning him, and they got a new coach, Bill Peters, who's very highly respected. Um, I, I can see them you know, doing really well. Let's yeah, not forget, though, you talk about Lindholm, you talk about Hannafin, they didn't get those guys for nothing. That cost them their best defenseman, Dougie Hamilton. So, um, sure, maybe a slight upgrade if you consider it the two-for-one, but I just don't know if they're going to be that much better. I mean, they still have Mike Smith back there who's not getting any younger. No, but let's move on to the owl. The Ducks, ow, so many injuries. Kessler looks like he might be able to start the year, but who knows how long he's going to last. Patrick Eves not quite ready to go. Hopefully he can come back and make a career. Um, and Corey now, Perry, yeah, Corey Perry just went down. That's five months without Corey Perry. And I know he's not the player that he used to be, but that's still a pretty big loss for them. And John Gibson, I mean, he's always got injury questions hovering around him as well. So if he can't stay healthy, I'm not sure that this team is going to make the playoffs. So... I actually think this will be the year they drop out and just miss out. For me, there's no doubt who the owl is. It's the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a really long year for Vancouver. However, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. 
I mean, if you look at the Brock Best monster, yeah, um, and a potential Rookie of the Year candidate in Elias Patterson. Patterson. Yes. Sure. Yeah, but I think it's going to be Boo Boo City there in Vancouver. They're going to score a lot of goals. The top line is looking pretty great. Horvat, Besser, Patterson. Um, but I don't think the team will be able to keep the puck out of the net. You know, I think they're going to lose a lot of games, seven to five, things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be hurting for Vancouver. I'm just surprised that nobody's mentioned the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, they had a decent end last year. Maybe that was just a mirage in the desert, but I think they're going to start playing a little bit better. Some of these young guys are starting to come around. Uh, it was nice that they got Oliver ekman Larson locked up long-term. There's a little stability on the back end. If Antti Ranta can continue to play well, I think they might not be the worst, and that's a step forward. Agreed. All right, and that wraps up our pow, wow, and ow. Quite the powwow we had there, wasn't it? We I don't know, I have my reservations about that last segment. John, hit the music. <laughs> That was Tribe Called Red with Electric Pow Wow Drum. Well, guys, I think we've reached the stage of the program. We'd like to invite everybody down to the hearth. And uh, we're going to give our daring declarations for the 2018-2019 season. Yes, minstrels, minstrets, troubadours, troubettes, please kick the music. I think the peasants can come too. Sure, everyone's welcome. Bring the whole farm, if you like. Oh, yeah, you're coming too. Oh, okay then. We've got our fire going here. Mark, you've got your mug of mead. Why don't you get it started for us? I do declare that this season there will be seven 100-point scorers in the NHL. Wow. Now, I realized last year there were only three, and the 100-point barrier has become quite difficult to attain, but I just see the NHL becoming a higher-scoring league year in, year out. And if you look at last year, there were a couple guys who were really close to getting there. Malkin had 98 points, McKinnon had 97. No reason to believe they won't break through this year. Plenty of other exciting candidates. So, yeah, 700-point scores. All right, thanks, Mark. That was bold. What about you, John? I do declare that the Calgary Flames will finish atop the Pacific Division. Wow. I don't believe you, but let's hear what you got. Well, I think that uh, Johnny Goudreau is poised for his breakout. I think he's going to be one of your 700-point scorers. Now we're talking. Yeah, and I do believe that Sean Monaghan will have a similarly great season. He will pop 80 points for the first time in his career. And the well-respected Bill Peters will win the Jack Adams, and Mike Smith will go on to have the greatest season of his career behind a wonderful defense corps. A wonderful defense corps that will be without arguably their best defenseman from last season, Dougie Hamilton. I do believe that Noah Hannafin will step right into Dougie Hamilton's shoes and show why they have such faith in him. Sir Jeffrey Gallant, let us hear your daring declaration. Thank you, sir. I do hereby Anthony Duclair <laughs> that the Boston Bruins record of 1120 goal scorers in a season will be broken. 
Wow. Yeah, don't cast me into the dungeon yet. Uh, I think there's three teams that could do it. I could see the Toronto Maple Leafs doing it. I love that forward group. I could also see the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think one of those teams has a shot to break that record. How about the Jets, maybe? Sure, they're another team that would be in contention. That is daring, sir. I do declare that Lord Jeffrey has had one too many mugs of meat on this fine afternoon. You realize that would mean that the top three lines would all have to score 20 goals. Not, not to mention one or two defensemen and one or two fourth liners. I know, I know. It's out there. It's out there. I just feel like that's one of those NHL records that will stand forever. Well, it's not called daring declarations for naught. Okay, okay. Let's douse this fire, kick out these vagabonds, and move on to the mailbag. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. And it's everybody's favorite part of the show. This is Ask the Commish. You can ask Commissioner Jeff Rollman anything you want. If you want to get your questions in, you can email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet at Rod Langway Fan Club. Uh, Mark, what do we got up first there? Well, we've got a tweet here from Dr. Hook, and he asks, Boys, who's your favorite for the Stanley Cup this year? Hmm. Well, I had a feeling we'd get a question like this today. Um, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. No love for the Leafs, eh, Jeff? Mm, not yet. This is not their year. I'm going to say the year after for them. Okay, um, you know, I'm going to second that, to be honest. I think that uh, they're going to beat the Jets in the Stanley Cup Final. This is T-Bay's year. I really hate you guys because I have an annual tradition of predicting the Tampa Bay Lightning will win the Stanley Cup, and now you've put me in this situation where I feel like i got to go off the board. So I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets, John. They're going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games and finally bring the Cup home to Canada. Oh, don't jinx it there, Mark. Okay, John, what do we have next? Well, we have a little email here from Coast to Coast O'Quinn, um, and he writes, Dear Commissioner Jeff Rollman, is the league going to revisit the issue of goalie interference this year? Um, that's a great question. Uh, well, as a former goaltender myself... <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like, feel like Trump at uh, the UN there. That was not really what I was expecting. Um, I just think that the priority should be to make sure the goalies are safe, they're protected, um, they can make the save, but I do think it got out of hand at the end of last year. Yeah, and all of these coaches' challenges, anytime it's even close, just holds up the game, and they really need to define this. There are too many gray areas right now, and if they don't figure this out by the playoffs, it's going to be a real mess again. Yeah, last year in the playoffs, there were some interesting calls. There was that uh, game, Bruins and the Leafs in the first round, where Zach Hyman scored that goal, and it was taken back. And there, there were a bunch of instances like this. I don't mind if they want to call goaltender inter interference, but it needs to be consistent across the board and players and coaches need to know what what the rule is because it seems like nobody knows anymore yeah it's weird because people are really calling out for this to happen and a lot of people in the media as well but the gms just seem to have no desire to revisit this yeah i think clearly something has to happen though okay mark what do we have next uh we've got a tweet here from kiki wong and she writes what do you guys think about the preseason games that were held in China this year? And do you see there being a possibility for regular season games in the future? And also, how about the Olympics? Will there be pro players at the Chinese Olympics? 
I was really happy to see for the second year in a row, the NHL ran some preseason games in China. Uh, what a market it is with over a billion people. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to, to go there. Um, you know, I watched the game. It was a very entertaining game between the Flames and the Bruins there. They got treated to a shootout. Um, you know, I, watching the game, I noticed that uh, in the arena, they didn't have any seats right up against the glass. And so as a viewer on TV, you couldn't really see any fans in the frame. And that sort of gives the, the, the picture of there's nobody there watching the game. So that wasn't the best look, I didn't think. You really want to kind of promote it as a popular sport and one where people can really get into it and, you know, get excited about. Yeah, obviously the Chinese market is an enticing one with over a billion people. Um, but it's a difficult one to break into for a lot of uh, foreign businesses. And I see that being a challenge for the NHL, but probably something worth undertaking. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the uh, coming labor strife. And I think the NHL is using that as a bargaining ship. And ultimately, they do want to go to the Olympics in China, but they might use that as leverage against the players in negotiations. Yeah, I hope it doesn't mean we see another lockout. That would be awful. No, no. Uh, do you think we'll see any regular season games there in the next few years? Or I would imagine we're a ways away from seeing that, but I hope that the NHL continues on it. I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility because we've already got regular season games going on in Europe this year. Uh, if you could get some West Coast teams traveling the other direction, it wouldn't be that far to get to China for a couple regular season games. Yeah, anything that grows the game in Asia, obviously here at the Rod Langway Podcast, we're very big fans of. Um, you know, look at South Korea. They hosted the Olympics and then they finally made it to the World Championships Pool A. I know they had a rough go, um, but um, it's great to see. Yeah, China's another place. I mean, they could play hockey. They got lots of snow up north, so anything's possible. Yeah, apparently they have um, committed to building lots of rinks in the next 10 years. And they still have a KHL team there. Yeah, there's a lot of new money floating around for investments, so why not? All right, what do we have next? Uh, well, this is a first here at the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. Uh, I'm actually going to read to you um, something from the editorial section of the Taipei Times. Came across this this morning over breakfast. Actually, you know what, John? I think maybe you should probably read this instead. Here we go. Um, just, yeah, just right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe this is something more for the commission to read. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe that's commission. yeah. That okay. might be best. We made the paper. We, yeah, we did. All right. Have yes. a read there. Have Let's a check read. it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Commissioner Jeff Rollman is facing a test to his leadership like no other commissioner. What is this? Uh, many senior members of the podcast team are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. I would know I am one of them. To be forthright, we are not advocating his overthrow, but we firmly believe that the interests of Rod Langway and his fan club must come first. The root of the problem is the commissioner's amorality and his laissez-faire approach to matters of utmost importance. The main concern is not what Commissioner Roman has done to the podcast, but what the larger culture of sports and mass media have allowed him to do to us. But... Rest assured, though it may not seem like it, the podcast is in safe hands. Ooh, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. This is shocking stuff, guys. I mean, who did it? Who wrote this? Well, I can assure you, Commissioner, I had nothing to do with it. I'm course, insulted I mean, that you even look at me uttering those words. Yeah. Clearly, it's not me. Yeah. I feel like there's a traitor amongst us. Well, what about uh, field reporter Connor Morrison? I know we haven't really been hearing much from him lately, and he's been a little bit distant. Yeah, in our last, last time he was in the office, he kind of stormed out. Do you recall that? I remember he kind of stormed. That's true. Yeah, he, I do recall that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like him. And he wasn't very happy with you. I can I can tell you that, Commission. Would you guys be willing to submit to a polygraph? 
Well, those aren't really supported by science. Yeah, they're not legally binding. I don't know why you would... I mean, of course, whatever you would suggest, but uh, I don't know what good that would do any Yeah, I, I have nothing to hide, nothing but to hide. I just don't see that being necessary at this point. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Well, we got a little bit of time between now and the first quarter of the NHL season, so I think we're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, hang on, guys. I just had a thought. It might be those guys at the Brad Park Appreciation Society. I know last year we passed them in the ratings, and it's it's been a pretty bitter rivalry we've got going with them. Yeah, I would agree. Divide and conquer. That's been their strategy mm, for a long yeah, time. Don't yeah. yeah, don't be looking in, it, in our direction, Kamish. We got your back, buddy. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure thing, boss. High five. Or not? Well, I think we should just wrap it up there. I know I'll be back at the first quarter mark. We'll see if these guys are with me. Might have to do a little cabinet reshuffle. But uh, nonetheless, I hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time, time. Hope, hope you had, hope, hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I hope you had, hope, 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 h